哇哦 ，Welcome <笑>。Welcome. 我们今天有一个重量级的人 ，heavyweight, heavyweight, and also our friend. Yes, she's in the studio today. Can you、yes. make a guess? Let's say something. Ah, you use your voice, 性感的声音来讲几句话先， oh. 让我们猜你是谁。Hello. 哇，猜猜不出了，猜不出了，<笑>猜不出，猜不出。Why don't you say your Chinese name? 可能会有一些人猜得到。嗯，哦，中文名是什么 ？Actually, 应该很多人懂吧？是叫思华。哦、oh, ，你姓什么？思华。陈思华，那个 silk 很 smooth， <笑>那个丝很滑。说你们猜得到是谁吗？ By now. A lot of people should have guessed it. They look at that podcast cover, they understand. Ah, episode cover, still selling what? You, 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 For this episode, since you were born, yeah, since my <laughs> three lifetimes ago, yeah, yeah. Girl, yes. and finally it's here.、Mm. And I think I say finally it's here because I think timing is very important. Yeah, right. And、it's、the、true. energetic alignment. We must wait for the time when everything feels right、mm. and when you feel ready and called to share.、Mm. Right. So we have Sylvia here today,、mm. and I'm just so excited because、and、we have become friends. Yes, are we friends? Really? Yeah, my friends.、Oh, but、yeah. I was a fan. <laughs> tell us, tell us.、Uh, really, leh? I, I last time. Okay, when was it? I think three, four years ago. Covid. Yeah, around、mm. right before covid, I think. I don't know how I discovered NOC, and then I started watching like your stuff, right? And I <laughs> actually I didn't watch a lot of NOC stuff, but I wa- watched a lot of your stuff, like things with you inside. I even watched your Chuanting Nisho interview. Oh yeah, and then so I would always watch your videos, and I always like, eh,、hey, I really like this girl.、Mm. You know, like she's very funny, she's very authentic and real. And that was before everything blew up. <laughs> do you think? Do you still think she's authentic and real? Yeah, still right. If not, she won't be on our podcast, one.、Right? Yeah. Oh, it's my honor to be here, guys. Yeah. How are you feeling today? Are you Are you scared? Are you excited? Because I know yeah, yeah. that. Okay, so so this is a big deal because. Um, you know, the last we heard from you、yep. was,、uh, I think, about two years ago already. So the last is in publicly, is it? Yes. People,、okay. And then she went on a hiatus, like you know, silence, right? Radio、mm. silence. And then I think this is your like when you are emerging once again,、mm. and then you gave us your cherry lah. Yeah. You no, know, I think you turned down so many interviews and invitations for interviews and podcasts、yes. and shows, and you decided to come on our show. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I feel very honored. Honored, honored,、yeah. very honored. So I guess today, yeah, I just want to have a chat with you.、Mm. You know, because、yeah. you went through a lot, like、mm. a lot, <laughs> a lot. Cannot even imagine. I know, right? How do we even start? Where do we even start? Like, is there、yeah. anything you want to? How are you feeling?、Start? How are you feeling now? Okay, okay.、Ooh. How are you feeling now? I'm feeling now, right?、Mm. I'm like you said, right? Really aligned, right?、Mm. I feel like 
I'm ready to do this. Mm. I'm called to do this. Mm. There's no fear. There's no pressure and anything. Mm. Like it actually feels like I'm here to have fun. Yes. With people that I feel really safe with. So that's two of yeah. Yay! Wow. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's really fun. And I know that we're gonna have a good time talking about the highs and also the lows as well. I think that's so important. Mm. And then while we were having dinner just now, we were talking about what is the objective that we want to achieve with this podcast episode, right? Mm. It, it's not okay. going to be a gossipy thing. So what is your objective then? My objective is I do want it to be a life and mind changing episode and a heart opening episode for um, anyone who's tuning in to listen Mm-mm. to really seriously think about lots of um, our relationship with other people's suffering, yeah. our relationship with other people's downfall, mm. our whole relationship with public shaming and cancel culture and whether we actually have a part in perpetuating it Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I think I want to do um, Sylvia's recovery and healing journey. Like what actually happened in the last two years after that when she disappeared? How was it like uh, to try to recover from such a catastrophic event? Yeah. Right? So this is not going to be like a gossipy kind of um, podcast episode. I want it to be very nourishing mm. for anybody who's listening and also for um, Sylvia. Yeah, to to okay. share also like her sharing on this show should also be part of that nourishment that she mm. continues to receive. Oh, well said. Yeah, so that's my objective. Uh. And then also yeah. to create um, a story that will continue to create ripple effects from now on. Mm. This body of work, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. Um, Sylvia has a totally new direction that she's going to share with us yep. today. So I think this is going to be part of the new chapter that she's going to write. So it's so happy, so so honoured <laughs> to be co-writing this part with you. Beautifully said. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> you so so <laughs> Becky, what about your objective? My objective, uh, uh, okay, like I shared at dinner just now, yeah. it's, it's really just to hear your story, you know, from after everything exploded, mm. what happened. Mm. Um, like in between, how do yes. you, how does one even face up to, you know, like, okay, I'll just list, right, all the things that happen, right? Like, mm. Like work stuff imploded yes. and then yes. friendships, relationships. Yes. And then of course being cancelled so publicly. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you come back from such a thing like that? You know, because I know that if it was me, it would have been so devastating. Mm. You know, so I think I really, for me it's more like because I really liked you, right? Mm. Even though I didn't know you. So I felt very sad that you were going through this. Mm. So I want to know like, how do you get through this? How would how how do you feel? Mm. Yeah, and then how did you come to this point? Yeah, you know. So I think we have a whole. Oh, uh, a lot of questions. What about your objective through. of being here today? Yeah. Ooh, you know, I think right after the saga, right, a, a part of me is like, oh, I need to, I need to clear my name. You know, I need to say my part. You know, I need to, you know, defend myself. Right. But I think as I grew, uh, learned a lot, right, and I grew through these two years, right, doing a lot of self-healing and things like that, I'm at this point whereby I really have no need for anybody, right, to try to see my point of the story. Mm. Right? I have no need to convince anybody, right? The only reason why I'm doing this is, you know, I found a new career. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> it was exciting. I know. And it has been the most meaningful thing ever. Right, and it was at a point in my life when I'm like, you know what? I've been through a lot, and if at this point I do not share what I've learned, 
it's really quite selfish of me. Mm. Right? And that's the reason why I'm here. Mm. And it's also the reason why I'm speaking to two of you. Because mm. I think then you're right, right? I've turned down so many. I've even got like requests, right? They'll pay me to spill the tea on my end, mm. right? And it just does not feel right. Mm. right? It doesn't feel right that I'm treating this to uh, get more fame or get back the fame or whatever it is. Mm. For me, is if I'm really coming out to talk about this, it's really got to be something that people can take away. Mm. Right? They can see my story and they'll be like, oh, she fucked up so hard and yet she did this, this, this yeah. and she's going to show me how she get out of it. Mm. Then I feel like it's worth telling. Wow. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I really do want to do your story and your journey justice mm. and it's not to be taken lightly. Mm. And I re really do think that um, there is a lot of wisdom and intelligence and power in your experience. Right, mm. it was a shit storm and a fucking shit show, but underneath all of that is an opportunity for us to alchemize it. And I it's think, true, yeah. And I think that's where the power lies, and you have navigated that part. I know. And I think if you can go through something like that and come out beautifully, right? What shit can you not handle? Exactly. Right? Do you feel like your self confidence has gone up? A yes. lot. It's, it's quite crazy. Oh, wow. It's really okay. quite crazy. Because I, I think at, at, when it happened, right, it didn't feel like, you know, sometimes we feel like, oh, we're, today we're at like a one, you know, we're at a two, yeah. you know. Mm. But I think I felt like I was at minus 200. <gasps> minus 200. Minus 200. Okay. Yeah. That was my one question that I want to ask you. Because at one point you were using like this percentage to represent how you're feeling, right? In your healing journey, la. Correct. Right? At one point you were like 50%. Yes. Mm. And then uh, it got better. But mm. I wanted to ask you, what was your lowest point? Minus 200. Minus 200. from that, you go Deep to Deep freezing. <laughs> yes. And then you start to add. Mm. Yeah. So you heal, 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 and still it was zero. Yeah. It takes a long time, you know, to go from minus 200 to even zero. Mm. What was the first thing that you did to try to save yourself during that time? Well, I think it's so hard to talk about, you know, what you did. Because I think there's a reason why I really was very quiet for two years. Mm. Right? Because... I started to really, you know, when you see people on TV, it's really not you, mm. right? But imagine you're seeing yourself, right? Even on the news and things like that. And you're like, shit, that person is me. Yeah, so weird. It is the weirdest feeling ever. And then you start going on the news and everybody's talking about this person and you're like, shit, that's me. Like. It's a very, very surreal mm. experience, right? Mm. And you're like, oh no, you know? And it seems like there's a disconnect between you and that person, mm. right? Because it's just so strange to be talked about by people that you don't know and things like that. Yeah. So, so many things to process, mm. right? So even from that space, right? To get to, okay, I'm, I'm feeling myself again. Yeah. That took so long. Do you like not dare to go out? I think, yes, definitely. In, in fact, I was really quite scared. I think this is something that maybe I haven't told a lot of people. Mm. But during that time, I was getting uh, death threats almost every single day. Mm. Right? Okay. And uh, my my computers, my emails... They were hacked. They were hacked mm. on a daily basis. Mm. It's, yes. It was at a point whereby like, there's a police, right? And he comes by often. Okay. Just to check, right? Like, what's wrong? Mm. You know? So it's actually really a... Very unsafe situation that I felt I was in, right? Mm. It's really emotionally, you're really like in tatters, right? Yeah. But like physically, right? And that's where like people, like people around me had to say that, hey, Sil, you, you need a, a camera that I buy for you. 
<laughs> I fix it up for you because you are lying there, you are dying. Like, you cannot fix You I cannot fix. do anything. Yeah, yeah. You, I fix. So it was oh, quite yeah. crazy. Like how low you can go. You can go very low. Yeah. Like sometimes we thought we really reached a low, but actually no. can go even lower. Can go even lower. Because I think for Sylvia's case, right, you can actually see it happening. Especially when the, the so-called friends or loved ones or people who know her, she's already fallen but you can still see people coming to come and kick you in the stomach, kick you in the butt yeah. and jway you, you know. It's mm. like, it's still not, on the floor already, it's not low enough, you know. Mm. They want to make sure that you get down the staircase and the mm, basement. Mm, mm, mm. You see that happening. Yes. And that's why, I think that for me, um, Becky, you said that you, even before you know uh, Sylvia, before you knew her, you liked her, right? Yep. I have that same affinity towards Sylvia as well. Like, before I knew her, I only know NOC, I know who she is. I actually very rarely watch your stuff, but I just know who you are. Mm. But then, of course, you know, for me, right, one of the ways that I protect myself from negativity is that mm. I don't really uh, read too much into the Pakwa Shingwen. Mm. But you're that one, ah was so big that even when I don't have anything on my feet, uh, it, it came to me. I was literally spoon-fed the information. I think information. it was COVID. It was COVID. <laughs> yeah. And then one of my friends was saying, right, Sylvia, you should like a you know? Yes. It has embezzlement, it has cheating, yes. it has the timing was perfect in terms of programming. <laughs> it was. Right? It was, it was so all in one. It was perfect delicious. Storm, the perfect storm. Yeah. It was dramatic. It had all the factors of a perfect <laughs> shuji, right? Yes. So uh, your story, so I saw, right? And I was like, oh my God, this is huge, right? But I think for me, um, maybe because I have already done a lot of self-development work, my focus straight away didn't go into the details of what happened or the story or the drama. Right, the facts, the sea line, I call it the circumstances. Mm. I didn't really spend too much time lingering in that. My focus... I, on the other hand, watched the Xiaoxue interview twice. Yeah, <laughs> I did also. I did also. That, that, was the only thing, that was the only thing I watched from okay. the first minute until the last minute because it gave me a very quick account, accurate account from her herself, right? And correct, also from Xiaoxue also. She, he, she was a very, very good interviewer. Mm. And I felt like that was the only piece of content that was really worth my time digging into. Mm. Okay, so I think I've shared with Sylvia before that that video that I watched, it was magical because when I watched it, straight away I went to, this girl must be in hell right now. Mm. She must be suffering so much. And in a way, it was um, indiscriminate because I felt like her suffering was my suffering. For some reason, I immediately put myself into her shoes and I was like, fuck, how is she going to navigate out of this thing? I hope she has a strong support network. I remember thinking to myself that. And I hope that she has someone to hold her hand to walk her through this thing because it's, a, it's going to be a fucking shitstorm. It hasn't even really happened yet, right? Mm. And then I was thinking, one day... So I just thought, it would be so nice if one day I can sit down with this girl and just talk to her over a cup of coffee or tea and ask her, how is she? How are you? Mm. And, and, me, and I'm thinking, is anyone going to ask her how she's doing? Which I'm glad Xiaoxue did ask you at the end. And that was when you started tearing, right? Yeah. Because sometimes people are so fixated on, and obsessed with the drama that they forget that there is a human in the yeah, middle of the storm. Exactly. Yes. And they dehumanize the entire episode. And we become fucking demons, mm. right? And I was like, I hope somebody reaches out to you. And you also shared with me that during that time, yep. you saw very clearly what some friends did to you and what some strangers did for you. Yes. Would you like to share more? Ooh. Wow, 
but you don't say because you know it's it to me right. It's like I worked through so many things. Yeah. Like maybe it's just two years, right? But to me, it's like wow, I walked the thousands of Wow. Okay. Okay. You know, okay. I've, I've been through this for at least ten years in my head, right? Mm. So I think yes, a lot of strangers came up, mm. right? And they literally want to make me cry. So mm. I I remember there's this one time I was just having dinner, mm. right? And there was just this group of like OLs and like male male version of OL is called what? Uh, office men. <laughs> O-M. O-M. <laughs> office men. Yeah, O-M. Right, so people you don't expect to come up to you, right? So there was this O-M. <laughs> he suddenly just came up to me and he's like, I just want you to know you can do this, okay? Oh my God. Oh. And I was like... And you did you want, cry on the spot? I like? wanted to cry on the spot because it's just a random guy. Mm. And you know how hard is it for us to just go up to a stranger yeah. already? Yes. Right? And this guy was with his colleagues and everything. He just came out and said that. Yeah. And I even have, uh, you know, another time I was just eating again. <laughs> always eating. Always eat. <laughs> There's a pattern here. Yeah, the priority yeah. is still there. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was this group of, um, maybe these two school JC girls, right? When before they left, one of them actually said, hey, I have a note for you. And she just dropped it on my table. Oh. Okay. It was a beautiful poem like Robert Frost and everything. And she t- said so much, mm. like, just to give you strength. And I was just oh. sitting there and I'd be like, it's not that bad. Mm. You know? Yeah. And I really wouldn't have received all of this right, yeah. if I wasn't in that deal of a shit. Yeah. Mm. In all honesty, right? If it, I wasn't that kind of shit, I also wouldn't notice these people. Mm. Like, they are, I, I'm sure they're in my life all along. It's just that I never bothered to notice because mm. I was so, so busy with other things. You know? Mm. It gave me like this sensitivity. So when it really comes right, I'm like, wow. Mm. Strangers are coming up to me, even aunties. Mm. Aunties, eh? <laughs> okay. When I think about that, it, it's like, hey, well, the TA is auntie, but many aunties, you know? Mm. Like, I might be just like walking uh, in this hawker or whatever, mm. <laughs> eating. Yeah. <laughs> Again? <laughs> eating what? I remember, I remember this auntie, right? So she was like quite plum and everything, uh. quite jovial. Then she come up, she's like, hey, you can eat, okay? No, and also like if you really think about it, those people who will hate on a person just because of what they read on the news like that, you wouldn't want them in your life anyway. Right? Mm. These people who will give you death threats and whatever. Almost like it's a sifting process. Mm. Right? To sift out all the people who who can, you know, like look at what happened and go like, hey, but at the end of it, it's still a human being. Mm. Right. And hate should not be the prime emotion, right? But for some reason I think netizens like it, they get so riled up. I think mm. the media plays a huge yes. role, right? Like the way they, they play up all the, the headlines and all that. So a lot of people get riled up into the state of hatred. Mm. So it's it's very heartening to know that there are a lot of people who see past that. Are layer. very kind. Yeah. yeah are yeah. very kind. Because they see your suffering and it is Correct. They can empathize with you. They don't feel like those people who actually tear you down is because the separation between you yes. and me is very strong. Yes. Right? Because yes. you are the one, you did all this, I want to tear you down, right? Mm. But people who will go and wait with me or reach out um, their hand or whatever, right? Mm. It's because you are suffering, they understand, they empathize, and it's indiscriminate, right? There is no you and me. There's right. no difference because we should never... Yes, maybe um, you would have done certain things that you can apologise for and you should be accountable for. Mm-hmm. But accountability is totally different from public shaming and tearing someone down yeah. and destroying someone's Correct. life. exactly. It's very different. Yes. Mm. I agree. And that's when I start to see, hey, you know, there are people that are truly kind-hearted. 
Mm. They're seeing beyond the drama and the fanfare associated with it. And they just reach into their heart and they saw this is a woman, mm. right? She doesn't have any friends anymore. Mm. She doesn't have family anymore. Her own family turned their backs on her, right? Mm. Okay. Right, in a way. Mm. Right? My partner turned my, his back on me, right? Mm. And they just saw that it was a person suffering and they just reached out. Yeah. And that was the first time. And you know, you said what really got me through. That was one of the few things. Mm. Strangers so, kind of. Strangers. Strangers <laughs> are the best. <laughs> do you think that do you think that the the great people, the loving people were the minority or they, they actually half half or more than the people who are like devilish or demonic? <laughs> It's quite incredible because I think at the start, right, I was mm. so scared that I wasn't paying attention to anybody, mm. right? And then all these kind of people started coming up. Mm. And I was like, hmm, if, if there are kind of people coming up, that means online must have as well. Mm. So I start to look at my DMs, right? Correct. And because, you know, prior to this, you know, I'm a very data-driven person. So mm. I was like, hey, the ratio looks quite good, all right? <laughs> We're at a 50-50. So logical. Mm. And oh. it's quite crazy because I didn't expect 50 You would think that it's a minority, right? Yes. Yeah. I would think like, oh, of 10 people shaming me, maybe one would say cheer up. Yeah. yeah. No. What? In fact, like the DMs, you know, there was just a flood, a huge flood of people mm. saying such kind words, mm. such great things. Mm. Right? And strangers are the best. This is so heartening <laughs> to hear because <laughs> that there are Yo. good people and loving people, you know, it's so heartening. Mm. Yeah, so talking about your, you know, the, this shakeout, right? Like mm. people turning their backs against you. Um, has your social circle changed dramatically ever since that incident? Ooh. Okay, I'll tell you something. Okay. This is something that I had to go coaching for mm. for a long time, yeah. right? So, Remember, I was stuck in minus 200. Yeah. Because the mentality was that, oh, why why did my friends do this to me? Right? Uh, why did my friends turn their back on me? Why did my friends backstab me? Right? Guess what's the one thing that really unlocked it and I pushed out a little bit? I think what? I worked with uh, one of my coaches, right? And he says, what if your definition of friends are wrong? Mm. What if these are not your friends? Mm. I think that was like, oh... <laughs> Mm. In my head, it's like, oh, these are my friends. They cannot mm. do this to me. Right? Just they're not your that. friends. Yes, they're not my friends. Right? That was one of the most painful lessons that I really had to. So you were surrounded by people, but not friends. Yes. yes. Mm. Yeah, and I think it was a very, very painful uh, realization for me mm. because it also meant that the past 10 years, right, I treated you guys as friends. I truly, from the bottom of my heart, thought you guys were. It turned out you never were, mm. right? So I was actually well and truly alone, actually. But you also had old friends, right? You mentioned before that reached out to you, lah. Mm. Yes. So another support is like my actual friends, mm. like my best friend, whom I seldom see, right? Oh, oh, you mean like previously when you were busy with work or that? Yes. So y'all didn't like no. hang out all the time. She turned up at my house. Eh. Wow. Wow. Yeah. She was just at my front door. Like, like I'm here. Ah. You gonna let me in or I'm gonna come in? <gasps> You really <laughs> yeah, you know, like, yeah, it's the people who really care about you. They show up when they, it's really required. They really show up for you. Yes. And they will want to hear yourself, the story. Rather than, oh, I read all this, so oh, my friend sucks. I'm not going to care about my yeah. friend. Or maybe, <laughs> I don't, or maybe don't even need to hear the story. It's Correct. really it's to make sure that you're fine. Yeah. I'm here. It is. We'll be yeah. there for you no matter what. No uh, matter what. Right? It is. And it, it's crazy because, you know, like... <gasps> 
I'll think, oh my gosh, you know, I'm such a terrible person portrayed, you know, mm. on, on, on the media, you know, mm. how come you're still here? And she's like, I don't care whatever it is, I'm here. And uh, tonight <laughs> also, uh, I'm staying here. She's damn cool. Eh. Mm. Yeah. Is she your friend from school? Yes, from, from JC. So she came, oh, JC, mm. Singapore. From, yes. Ah, okay. Yeah. I thought she came all the way from Malaysia, like, <laughs> <laughs> no, past yeah. the causeway. <laughs> <laughs> so, so is this the, uh, actually I have a question, right? Mm, you have many about, questions, yeah, but, <laughs> this but one I think, is this, is this the most ag- agonizing part of all this? Because my question is, what was the most agonizing part of this entire experience? Is it the friendship bit or is it something else? Ooh, agonizing. Uh. Yeah. I think the friendship bit had a lot to do with it. Mm. Right, but it's more of my understanding of relationship. Mm-hmm. Right, it's me realizing that I choose very bad relationships. Mm. Okay, it's me understanding that uh, I have not done any work, <laughs> as in self work, mm. right, to build uh, good relationships. Mm. Right, mm. so it okay, is my okay. yeah. So I realize as these people can never come into my life if I don't allow them to. Mm-hmm. And the truth and the most agonizing thing is. I allow them to. Wow. I've allowed it for years and years and years. So this is related to a question that I wanted to ask you, yes. right? Because when this whole thing happened, you had to face everything that happened. Yes. But you also got to face yourself, actually. Mm. Mm. So what do you find out about yourself? Like, what kind of person were you at that point? Oh my gosh. Oh my god, it's such a good question. It's such a good question. Yeah. Also, yes. Because it, it is related to one of the things that Siashe actually said mm. that I was really quite stumped by which is something she said, haven't you always been authentic? Mm. Right? And at that point, truly, I felt I was. Right? But, but when this thing happened, I realized, no, I actually haven't really been authentic to who I really, really am. Mm. I've tolerated a lot of values that I should have said no to. Mm. Right? I've tolerated a lot of company. Right? That is not good for me. Mm. You know, I've tolerated doing things. You know, putting myself out there, putting effort and time to do things that I resented. Why did you allow yourself to do that? I think the question when I also ask myself, right, mm. why, why am I in this position, right? Well, it's a lot to do with how naive I was. Mm. I think maybe it brings me back a little bit, right? Most people only see. When y'all know me in a way, right? She was already the person on screen, yeah. right? She was already successful. She was giving talks, right? She was attending events, yeah. right? A lot of people don't see that underneath everything, right? I came from a really poor family in Malaysia. You know, I got married at 22 years old, mm. right? And I don't hold a Singapore citizenship until after my divorce, right? Mm. And... Very stupidly, right? I was somebody who did not have my own bank account. Oh. <laughs> which, <laughs> which I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> no, it's that kind of tragic things that Sometimes you when you suffer too much, you will laugh for no reason. No, you like think it's those boomer ladies cannot cheated, behave like this, no, it was me. Mm. Right? Because I really was never taught the value of all these things. Mm. I was really not taught to protect myself against, you know, the world. Right? So, I knew what I knew, which was not much. Right? And then I did what I was taught. What I went to school and mm. learned. Right? I did what mentors taught me. And then I really did my very best, right? To be very obedient and follow that. And the amazing thing is it got me success. Mm. Mm. Right? But 
what caused me to rise caused the biggest downfall. Mm. And mm. I was that same yes. girl sitting there telling myself, eh, I should have gotten A for this project. But I think I failed. Eh. Mm. I think I failed. And everybody is saying, you should have known better. You could have done better. Mm. But you know what? I don't know. Mm. I don't know any better. Do you feel sometimes success is a curse? Because you don't... Success means that everything goes well. When everything goes well, you have no uh, opportunity to reflect. Correct. And you don't know where your blind spots, Correct. right? And you know, you just rode that wave of success. Mm. That when it comes out, you're like, shit, I did the very thing that got me success. Mm. So how come it also caused my failure? My question is, right, that success that we all thought you, we saw that you got and you achieved it and you enjoyed it as well. Was it truly the kind of success that you really want? Is that the kind of success that is that belongs to you that you really want that is aligned? Or is it like you bought into the idea of the success and you got it and you thought that's it? It's the second one, mm. right? And I will tell you why I bought into it, okay? Mm. You don't have a choice, ma. Because your family is not rich, ma. Mm. And you always tell yourself, oh, I'm the one, the lucky one that got out of the village. Mm. I literally come from a village, right? <laughs> 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 I'm not Okay, okay. <laughs> no, so like <laughs> The real There's always this voice in my head that you, you, you're the lucky one that got out. Mm. You better be grateful. You ah. better be grateful, mm. right? And there is a success blueprint, right? And that's called Singapore education. You're going to freaking excel. You're going to do everything people of authority tell you to, right? You're going to learn whatever that you can learn. And then you're going to execute. Mm. All right. So I wasn't really in that mode like, okay, okay, I, I know what to do. Right? Just tell me and I'll do it. Mm. All right? And because, you know, I was from Nyan Girls High and then, you know, ACJZ. So like, every step tells you, correct. Mm. Correct. You're, you're praised for every step that you step on. Mm. Right? So, does it mean that I knew one day it would cause my downfall? No. Yeah. No. Just no way. Mm. My question next is, what is your definition of a good relationship now? Mm. And has this whole saga changed who you are as a friend to other people? Wow. Oh my god. All the good questions. I love this kind of question. Yeah, we need to do this. Therapy also. This is like therapy, right? Yeah. Yes. So one thing is, I used to think that friends are just people you hang out with. Mm. Right? Or friends who bring you gossip. To be honest, lah, because I was in the industry, you know, and people know me in the industry as the the more boomer one, so the the less trendy, <laughs> <laughs> like us, lah, like, like us. us. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Right. So I will have people feeding me news because they feel I need to know. Right. So, yeah. So I've never been the one that is like more gossipy. So um, yeah. What kind of friend I'm now? You cut off this part where I'm thinking, right? No. <laughs> you need time Real to think about authentic. this. Because this must, be, this must be the kind of questions that you have not even really, really thought deeply, but a lot has shifted already. Mm. So this will give you time to percolate right now. And I can see her face. She's thinking. <laughs> Obviously, something has changed and shifted massively. Yes. So what do you think has changed? Oh, somebody want to leave already, huh? Yes, lah. 
哎呀 ，You know very sad 咧 ，All the 小猫 very sad. I'm very sad 咧。系啦，所以 if you're feeling sad, right,、mm-hmm. and you you miss my voice. Uh huh. Then what should we do? Please listen to season three of the Lighto Podcast. Yes, Rebecca is going to be with us one last time for ten episodes in season three. Mm-hmm. And if you still can't get enough, you can listen to the last hundred episodes that we did. Yes, so we have many many episodes for you to dig into. If you miss Rebecca, enjoy. Bye. Okay, so I used to think that friends who give, bring me news around the world are great. <laughs> okay. Like I don't know this one. Then you tell me this.、Uh. So you are fantastic friend. You bring value to my. Correct.、Paper. It informs your work, ma. Yeah, lor. Oh, like、really? people who tell me things are my friends,、okay. Because to me, it's like, oh, you know, um, you're telling me things. You're trying to add to my life.、Mm. And I realized that's a very banal rudimentary. <laughs>、oh. <laughs> like, Now that you look back, right? It's like you. Ayo. You can do that.、Mm. <laughs> you know.、Mm. So I, I think I was naive in that sense.、Mm. I feel like okay, everybody's good because they they help、mm. me in certain、mm. ways. They help me lah. Stay on trend.、Mm. Right. But now that I look back, I don't think <laughs> clearly. That these are people that I should have considered friends,、mm. right? I should have really looked at different things, right? The things that I look out for now, which is really the ethics and the values、mm. of a person, which I, I didn't even know. <laughs> oh, I'm supposed to look at your ethics, lah. <laughs> I didn't even know. Correct.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. So now I'm like, okay, I have to look at a person, right? See the way that be they behave, for instance. Like、yeah. I'm not a person who gossips, right?、Mm. So naturally, now I will look out for people who also don't do that. You know,、mm. the conversations are very different, right? Yeah. And that has been the bulk of my relationship, right? And it's quite crazy because I thought that everybody was like my previous group of people.、Mm. That oh, if I am so picky now, right? I only pick people who don't gossip, right?、Mm. Who who like plants. Right, who <laughs> likes to read? Okay, yeah. Who who ah、uh, who who enjoys me as an introvert? Right? Yeah. They don't exist, so I'm gonna be bloody alone.、Mm. And then you realize that there、yeah. are a lot of yes. <laughs> no, really,、huh. that when I really you know put that boundary, you know, and say that I will only hang out with these cool people, then you know what? They magically stop appearing, and it's crazy、wow. because I thought these strange cool people don't exist because I'm weird. Hmm. So last time, did you ever like try to behave in a certain way so people would accept you? Because you say actually you're super introverted. Yes. Did you used to be like, you know, like, yeah, I just want to have friends. So, yes. oh, you did. It is, and it's the hardest thing, right? Because in media,、mm-hmm. right? I think then you you have seen me at your retreats, right? You also. Yeah. Like, my energy left. Like I can、Sylvia. just sit there and not talk. I think I think Sylvia、I'll, came、mm. for breakfast alone. Yes, every day the, the first、earliest. one to come. Then、yes. she would just take her food, sit at the table, and be very, <laughs> very in her own bubble and no communication, no like, nothing. And she wants to be alone. Exactly, and、yeah. we leave her the fuck alone, right? Th- but that's what you get at the you got at the retreat, which was so nourishing for you because all the snow mouse left you the fuck alone,、yes. right? Yeah, and it is actually a big surprise for a lot of people, and I think a lot of y'all listening will not know this about Sylvia. She's actually someone who doesn't have a lot of energy. Naturally,、uh, her natural rhythm is lower. <laughs> her the energy is lower, and then she's、High、actually five. yeah, and then she's not the kind of go out and you know be very loud, life of the party, life of the party, and clown and use a lot of her energy <laughs> and entertain and you know and lots of. Um, happiness and joy and all of that, blah blah blah. You know, talk very loudly, talk a lot. That kind of actually it sounds like me, right? <laughs> yeah. But can you imagine, right? Someone who is not, but 
but has to be that person oh, at work. It's so tiring. Yes. You are going to get tired. Your core energy is. is being burnt. Right? It is. Yeah. And it's burnt on a daily, right? Mm. And it's even crazier because you know that this thing that burns a lot of energy yeah. is the one that made your career. Yes. It's paying your It's bills. like a pack with the devil, you know. Yeah. Oh dear. Mm. Right? So it, it's therefore like understandable that you were really not in a good state, right? You know, in terms of your yes, mental health. Yeah. Mental health. Yeah. Yes. And it's crazy because you know why? You know, Ooh. I was taught to be hardworking, right? Mm. Yeah. There was no, and it's quite embarrassing to say this, but I'll just admit it. Mm. You know, I <laughs> do a lot of ambassadorship and mm-hmm. support and, uh, you know, like charity work for mm. mental health. Mm. And here I was being extremely not aligned, mm. right? Having a bad state of mental health. Mm. Okay. Like definitely has been burnt out for years. <laughs> but at that point, do you ever think of like, oh yeah, fuck this whole thing. I'm just gonna leave this place. And you know, I actually have. Mm. Oh, no, most people don't know. I think uh. it was in 2016. Mm. Wow, Maybe okay. five years, five years. Okay. In, right? I think I told my ex-partner then. Yeah. I said that I think I will die. If this goes on, is it? Yeah. Mm. I said, I think I will die. Wow. I I really cannot do this anymore and I don't know why, right? Mm. And I remember it was true at the end of the year. Yeah. One end of the year. And because that time, maybe mental health conversations were not big mm. or people didn't understand mm. or I was just in that sort of more dysfunctional relationship, mm. right? He says that you cannot do this to me as a partner. You have to stay. The show has to go on. The show has to go on. Yeah. Right? And here I was saying, but I cannot already. Kill me, long. Mm. Like, buddy, how kill me, long? And then he says, I'll let you have a break for one month. Mm. And then I didn't work for one month. I still remember that that was the one month break. And then when it was up, it was just, are you ready now? Are you good? You already haven't wow. worked for one month, yeah? I already bowed everything while you were resting for one month. Huh? So are you ready to come back or not? So you didn't really have a choice, lah. There was just no choice. Unless you left the relationship, is it? Yes. Mm. Yes. I think you brought up a very good point, right? It wasn't like it was just a business partnership. You can say, you know, but I really don't have any like buy la buy, you know? Mm. But buy here, but at home, mm. you're still my ex-husband, right? Mm. How to buy? Correct. So it was like a double pressure cooker. A lot yeah. of enmeshment, making it very difficult to chow leave. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I really couldn't leave. Mm. And I could see myself progressively getting how to say sadder and sadder every mm. day. Mm. I say sad because I think most people don't know this. Mm. Which is there are some times when I look at my schedule, mm. right? I'll see oh there's a shoot at two PM, right? And then maybe at one PM I will schedule crying hour. It's quite crazy and I oh didn't know God. it was wrong. I didn't know it was huh? wrong. You thought it was like I thought very normal. Do this one. <laughs> I thought everybody who has a shit job do this. It's oh normal. Like, I'll schedule crying hour because I'll be like, oh yeah, I need to feel like really shit and cry. Right? So I will like go and cry in my room and then, and then it's very childish. Right? I'll just lie a bit. I'll be like, fuck this. I hate this. I hate my life. You know, mm. I really don't do this. And then when like time's up, right? My makeup is all done. Then I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I got this. Yeah, right. then you just turn on like so that, right? Schizo, I, turn on, yeah. I turn on and it's scary because I was then, right, like hosting school events. Yeah. I was yeah. hosting like big events, right? 
And I was putting on a very, very big show. Mm. And nobody knew that there was crying hour. Mm. Right know? before it, just before it. Yes. Yeah. And it's quite crazy now that I look back. Mm. Because when I tell people these days, they're like, are you crazy? Yeah. Like, it's very, very unhealthy. La. Yes. Yeah. But at that time, right? That was the best you know to do, yes. right? To keep the lights on. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, you really didn't know any other way out. Mm. At least you scheduled crying hour. Yes. <laughs> right? At least she did, right? Imagine if she didn't even schedule that. <laughs> so at least you had an hour to process and then you're like, shut the fuck up. Now I have to like, you know, dry my tears. I have to go out there and put on a big show and a big smile. Yes. Right? Mm. And pretend that everything is all right. Yes. So there's compartmentalization and denial. Mm. That is, and then it's this not, and, and someone should say it's a daily thing. It <laughs> yeah, is daily. This then, is where it really drains you. Yes, and then oh. the frequencies get higher and higher. Mm-hmm. Then at a certain point, it wasn't just shoots that uh-huh. I need to have crying hour. Uh-huh. It was meetings. Huh? Oh, I see that, right? Because meetings, there's so many. Okay. And at one point, I even need crying hour for meetings. Eh. <laughs> what was it that you hated about your job? <laughs> <laughs> wow, I think it's so hard to describe, but. I really think that I was in a job uh, by accident, right? That I really didn't know uh, how to match my strengths, mm. right? So it was a job that I knew the blueprint to. It was a job I ended up doing quite well. But everything that I did was really draining me. And I also didn't know that was happening. Mm. Yeah, I really thought everybody go to work like it's like this. Mm. Oh, you never talk to your friends and ask them, hey, how do you feel about your job? Yeah, like, because they say, my job sucks. So then I was like, yeah, same. Oh, oh everybody <laughs> just complain together. Mm. Right? And mm. you know, then I'll be like, you know, and I, okay. You I were totally misaligned. Uh, totally. I was totally misaligned, right? Mm. And I, like I said, like my real, real friends, yeah. I didn't have time to really catch up with them that often. Yeah. You know? And honestly, even my best friend, I didn't even tell her this. Because in the little time that we're catching up, I'm not going to be yeah, like, yeah. do you know uh, I cry for crying hour? Like, I'm yeah. not going to yeah, follow true. her with this kind of nonsense, ma. Yeah. You know? Did you ever feel that you were a victim throughout this? Or you just normalised it and felt like, you know? It's quite crazy. Like, so oh, you I just have to suck it up because you're a good girl. Yes. You're right. You're a Nanyang girl. Yes. You're an ACJC girl. Yes. You suck it up. Yes. Wow. So that is the scary thing because you don't even know that it's wrong. So you will yes. not do anything to change. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So if not for this, the shit storm that happened, mm-hmm. you would still be stuck there. Like. And this is the crazy thing. Oh my god, I would still be. Yeah, it's just congratulations. Yeah, that's right. Congratulations. Really, really. I tell you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. this is the universe helping you. Although it's a, it was a shit storm, wow. right? Mm. And it it really was very intense, and it was fucking unpleasant, and it yeah. it really tested you. Yes. Every fiber of your being yeah right <laughs> but at the end of the day ultimately is liberation from a shit, shit storm that would not be able to go on and on and on and on and i think the word for this is actually rebirth rebirth because i feel like you went through like really a second birth yes and uh your the real you was given birth into the world again. yes you went through the birth canal <laughs> birth canal again yes <laughs> It's true and I, I think I want to say this also because I want to stress this so much that I'm sure there are many of us out there who are successful in our field mm. and we somehow got here with you know whatever we are taught right and if you are also like like what I used to be really unhappy despite everybody telling you you're so lucky like, you know you should you, you're in a successful spot you know you should be, be you know uh, show gratitude over it mm. and you're just not happy I want you to really sit down and question are you in the right place? Mm. Because you you really, the struggle is there. You mm. will think that this is correct. 
Because why is paying the bills? Mm. Why you are living the dream that people say you are? You know, you're in that dream job. You know, you look like you have the dream group of friends. You're doing the dream things, right? You're doing traveling for a living, right? You're mm. talking to people for a living. You have a voice, you have power, right? It's just so hard and nobody is going to tell you you are wrong. Literally nobody in your world will say, Oh, you will have every single person telling you this is right. Oh, right? oh okay, true. Yeah. yeah. So if you are that in that position, right? Uh. I hope today I'm the one that tell you. Yeah. You <laughs> might be in the wrong place yes. and it's okay, right? Because you knew what you knew, yeah. right? You were taught this way, you follow it and it's okay if today you really decide I've been taught a certain way but maybe the real me, right? From this point on, I'm just going to search for my way. Yes. Mm. Yeah, that's why I think we always have to challenge uh, society's definition of what success is. We really have to be fucking rebels and really qualify it for ourselves and be very, very careful what we get sucked into yes. and what we become really good at. <laughs> because it can be a prison, right? Yeah, that yeah, we have yeah. created. I have a very tough question for you next. Are you Ooh. ready? Okay, okay. Okay. Uh. She seems to enjoy like the tougher the questions. We only ask tough enjoy. questions here. <laughs> Don't wanna let Everybody you all go like, easy. Advanced even though I think so hunt self-development work that much. Yeah, you can throw years. anything at her. Yeah. Okay, so mm. you know that was so going back, right? There were a lot of people who were very unhappy with the person you were two mm. years ago with, you know, the you know, you drop F bombs, mm, you cast, mm, you mm. say nasty things about people, video, audio leaked and stuff. Mm. When you look at that person that you were mm. at that time when it first happened, mm. did it look like a different person or was it you? And as according to Xiaoxue, right? That's authentic, right? That's you, right? That's real, right? Okay. <laughs> what do you feel about that person? And my follow-up question to that mm. is do you believe that everyone deserves redemption and forgiveness? And wow, have you been able have you been able to give that to yourself? Ooh, I love this question. Good right, good right, Zhang Shen. Clap. So this is like a live coach worthy question, mm. right? Which is what I'm here for. Yes. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk about that in yeah, yeah. In a bit. I have to do a lot of work to really get to a point where even now I can talk about this. Yeah. So I would say that for a long period of time during these mm. two years, right, I was very, very deeply ashamed of that person. Mm. Okay. Mm. I was very deeply ashamed because did I not know, right, those behaviors were not ideal? Of course I knew, right? And then I'll tell myself, did you not know that you could have done better? You know, I'll say a lot of things to myself, like, so I was very deeply ashamed of what I've done and whatever. So you're saying that you knew but you still became that person? Yes. Mm. But then... Dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> Real, you know, these kind of things, it really hits you one day when yeah. you start doing self-work, right? Yeah. Mm. And then one day, I just suddenly, you know, as I'm like just deep diving again, I just suddenly say that, you know, but the reason why you can take two years off work Right, and you have money to sustain yourself, it's because that poor girl mm. sold her soul to make you all this money so that today you can be spending on therapy. <laughs> that poor girl, right, slaved her life, right, did not enjoy, did not have any holidays, right? She was doing like two, three shows a day. A day, wow. A day. Okay, most people do like, I don't know, maybe one, two projects. A week? a week, yes. That girl was doing two to three a day, 
right? And she's the reason why you have everything that you have today. So if you hate on her, mm. right? Then you know? Wow, okay. Who's paying your therapy money? She's paying it. Mm. So that was the day when I was like, oh shit. Oh. I probably shouldn't be so hard on her. Mm. Right? Mm. Because if she didn't exist, right? Who's affording my therapy bills? <laughs> and not mm. cheap, eh? <laughs> right. 250 an hour. <laughs> Minimum. <laughs> have, you, have you actually calculated how much money you have spent on self-development and yes. self-healing these yes. two years? I think it's a fortune. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of money, right? A lot. A lot. And it's crazy because the more I did it, right? Because, you know why? Like I said, I was so ashamed, right? Mm. When people like me, uh, okay, <laughs> like, you know you've done something wrong, right? Immediately, you're like, okay, yeah, I must solve this. Right, mm. and then you go and source for five solution, and you pay for all type five. A personality, <laughs> is it? <laughs> then got yeah. charts and tables. Yes. So I went through. You know, then you are my current coach, right? Mm. Prior to you, I have twelve. Oh wow. my god! <laughs> I'm the lucky thirteen. <laughs> wow, twelve coaches. Twelve coaches, mm. right? So it's crazy. I went from everything to HR to leadership. Wow. You know, mm. to inner child, to mm. trauma work. You know, to unshame work. Like. I've mm. gone through the whole spectrum of what kind of life coach I will treat go. Mm. <laughs> you know, I'm a customer of all. Yeah. Mm. I love yeah. that. Yes. Yeah. Because self-work takes a lot of work. It is. Right. Yes. It's not just you go one life coach or one therapist. Yes. You go a few sessions like, oh, it's done already. It's I'm true. Healed. It's not. Right. Yeah. And I know that the person who gave me this opportunity to work on myself is also that very that girl, girl. Yeah. Right. Who was coding for charities. Right? Yeah. Who was just having crying hour and then went to work anyway. Mm. Right. So in my head, I'm like, she gave me everything that I have mm. today. Mm. Right. So if I do not start to appreciate that, mm. right. And I can only see the negative about her, then I'm not going to get out of this loop. Mm. Right. Because we can say, oh, forgiveness work. What have I forgiven? Gratitude work. Am I really in a state of gratefulness? Mm. You know, if I cannot even understand that my past me worked so hard to get me here. Mm. And that was when I started really integrating and really start to accept and see that that girl for who she is. Right. So initially I'm like, oh, you know, such a monster. I'm so ashamed to be you. Mm. <laughs> you know? But after a while, I was like, hey, I start to realize you are not just a monster, right? You may be like a kraken, <laughs> but behind that kraken is a lot of hurt. You were in a lot, a lot of pain. Yeah. You were very, very scared. Yeah. And you have a company of almost at one point ninety people to take care of, and you're on top, and you barely know what the fuck you were doing. And you had different motivations as well that was driving you to become a different person, also, Correct. or the person that you were. Exactly yeah. right, and. Yeah, everything you do that was successful it just drives you further from your soul, mm. you know. And it is crazy because suddenly, one day I just realized, oh my god, I have so much empathy and compassion, you know, for who you were. Because I started to realize that it was a very very painful place, mm. you know. And just not two days ago, I was her. Mm. I was in that painful place. Mm. Right, so who am I to condemn her and say, you could have done better? I knew she could not. If you had continued to speak to that old you in that tone, you wouldn't be able to heal, right? Actually, exactly. Right. Even if you heal, it would be like partial because you didn't really yes, you never love really yourself. Exactly, right? Yeah. Then we always hear, oh, you know, self love, love yourself. Yeah. 
Right? It's like, if you really cannot love, you know, the so-called negative parts of yourself, yeah. right? do you really understand the concept? Yeah. You really got to love the wow. bits that you find it very hard to love. I think that is a huge and powerful takeaway from today's session. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. So, oh. so do you believe that everyone is worthy of redemption and forgiveness? And have you already forgiven that Sylvia? Ooh. And before you answer that, <laughs> ooh, uh, again, ooh. before you under, answer <laughs> okay, that, I know okay, a lot okay. of people who are listening and who, who love drama will be thinking if she forgives herself and she feels that she can be redeemed, then isn't she letting herself off easy? <laughs> because sometimes people only think that you are worthy of forgiveness if you have been punished enough. Yes. So then, you know, this cancel culture thing is all about punishing people and when I've punished you enough and you've suffered enough, then I will forgive you. What is enough? That's why. It is How a very subjective quantify? thing. Swang lo. Mm. You lose everything until you're no longer a human. Mm. Right? Then people start to think, you know what? Maybe she has some redeeming qualities, you know? Maybe we should just let her off, you know? Suddenly, I decide to be more loving towards her. Mm. You know, then public sentiments can start to change, yeah. right? So how? This is a, mm. not an easy question to answer. I did deliberate with the idea of yeah. punishment. Yes. Oh, right? Okay. Because I was clearly being punished. Yeah. Right? And I tell you what's the funny thing. I actually told one of my friends, I think I deserve to be punished. Uh. It's because I really, really suck, uh, right? Mm. Legitimately, right? Just yeah. told him that. Mm. Um, and I think he really spoke to me. And he just looked at me like, like I'm crazy. He's like, <laughs> Sylvia, no human deserves punishment. More so, this kind of punishment. Mm. And then I was just sitting there like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Is it? You know? Is it? That I don't need to be punished? Because... I think the idea of punishment is quite crazy mm. because if you think other people need to be punished, you also think you need to be punished. Yeah. yeah. You know? Mm. And that is something that took a long time for me to grapple with. Mm. Right? Because I asked myself, right? Is it right to punish others? Yes, I think so. Right? It's accountability. Right? Mm. And then I was asked myself, am I brought into this world to play the punisher? You know, like, Honestly, like we can do so many things every single day. Mm. Is it my job that the universe or God make me and say, hey, your job is to punish others? Ah? Mm. Right? And I just realized that no, I don't think anyone was given the role to punish others. Mm. Right? And more so, I don't think it's anybody's role to punish ourselves. Right? And it's also because I watched this crazy anime. I don't know how to <laughs> watch it. Right? It was very crazy. What because, okay, because I watched so much anime. I don't uh, know his name. Okay. Right? But it's just this crazy person that like takes a whip and punish himself every day. <laughs> That's, mm, yeah. right? And I was like, eh, me eh. Mm. <laughs> you know, like, if you don't think about it, you don't see any imagery of it. You're like, okay, la, punishment is normal. right? Mm. But when I watched the anime, it was this anime about, I don't know, some war commanders and everything and this person is like very perfect mm. but actually in every day in the morning he was just taking a week and punishing himself self-abuse yes and I was like oh my goodness mm. is that what I'm really doing to myself mm. you know and in doing so right am I also doing it to others and thinking this is okay Yes. So now your empathy for other people has also increased oh my god it's crazy <laughs> it's crazy because you will expect after this I hate everybody but 
my empathy is through the roof. Mm. And it is crazy. I love it. Because your heart is cracked open now. Yes. Yes. Really. Like, it really takes something so big, right? Yes. And it's crazy also because crying hour involves me also saying, I hate humans. Everybody sucks. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And I sometimes also at that time also think yeah. about the perch and who I want to kill. <laughs> <laughs> like uh what's that? The the Marvel series that Thanos, right? Yes. Yes. If you can snap your finger yes, and so I kill was like, 50%. Yes. So when I watch Oh my god. You know Marvel, I'm always like, isn't Thanos the good guy? Sylvia. I You were in a bad place. You were in a very bad place. Now I know. <laughs> now I know but those were like my truth and mm. my reality mm. yeah so it's scary to look back and think wow how low was that person so looking back would you <laughs> would you have like if you can live again mm. would you have done your life the same way yes. oh my god that's my question if history could repeat would you want to go through what you have gone through wow we are the best but we yeah, so great question there. Great question. Oh, I love all your questions. Of course. <laughs> and the answer is yes. Wow. Resoundingly? Yes. Even resounding. though it was so fucking painful. It was fucking painful, painful, right? It was so fucking painful. Why? Okay. Why would you want it to repeat? Okay. There's a one reason. And that is, even though it was difficult for me at that time, right? Mm. I knew that I could not let the company go. I mm. would not step away. I would not resign. I would not stop. I would just increase crying time. Nothing would take me away. Okay. Right? Because I've just been told that this is your baby. You've got to take care of it. Mm. So in my head, right, there was just this like drill, this hum. It's like, just do it, just do so it. So you're willing it, to suffer it. for... The indefinite or indefinitely. Yes. I was willing to suffer until I die. Until you die. <laughs> because you didn't see a way out. There's no plan B, right? Yes. It's just plan A until you die, lor. Correct. Didn't you fantasize about like something else that you could be doing? Okay, it's quite crazy, right? Because when everybody tells you you are living the ten upon ten yep. life, yep. then you're like, Oh, this is ten upon ten. Ah. Oh, this is as good as it gets already. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Right. Okay. So I would have done it perpetually. Until one day, like crying time is just 23 hours and one hour of work. Right, <laughs> right. It will eventually get there if this thing didn't happen, okay? Yes. Yeah. So I knew, which is why, right? Now I'm so very wary when people say things like, oh, Siva, you're so resilient. Mm. Right? Because I'll be like, oh, wait a minute. Huh? Mm. Because it was also my resilient streak yeah. that kept me suffering for so long. Mm. You know? Wow. Wow. My drop. I love that. Oh. What do you say? Repeat again. It was my resilient streak that also kept me in suffering for so long. Oh my goodness. So strange, right? Life. Right? Yeah. Mm. So, so and you don't know the nuance of it. Mm. Yeah. Right? You don't know the nuance. So you're like, resilience means if it sucks, I can go on. Yeah. Then every day I proud myself. No. Mm. I'm, I'm a resilient 21st century woman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I was the one keeping mm. myself in a loop. And it wasn't a bad quality that was keeping me in a loop. It was my resilience. Wow. I fucking love that. What? Okay. I got one question, right? What 
were you working for? Okay, other than of course like um, money, right? Because you were from a very poor family, success. But did you hunger for fame? <laughs> <laughs> Is it <that> interesting question? <laughs> I think it's interesting also because I've hidden a part of myself, my real self from the world mm. for so long, right? That when people know me, it was, it's always the, you know, that person already, mm. right? So when I say that, oh, actually I don't hunger for people like, man, but you do so well at it. And then yes. they kind of just brush it aside. Mm, they don't really believe you. Yeah, mm. right? But I think if you guys know me and you guys... Yeah, know, we've seen that side of you, the real side of you. Right. When you didn't have to pretend to be anyone else other than you, we saw that side of you. Yeah. And turn the low energy, leave me the fuck alone. I don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> right. And I think one of the most liberating things after the saga is I was like, yes, because you know, I used to not know how to put on makeup. Come from mm. a village, ma. Mm. And then, you know, as I grew into the media industry, people are like, you need to use this, you need to mm. use that, I'm gonna teach mm. you skills, right? Mm. So the, my favorite thing was, oh my gosh, I emptied my entire makeup drawer. Don't need that yeah. anymore. So yen say so yen. Yes, I was like, Whoa. I don't okay. need this anymore. So strangely, I hated putting on makeup. Mm. It was like a bloody pain so for you, me. You never liked being famous or no, it's just being in front of the camera. No, there's just no draw to me as a mm. person, mm. right? But also on a practical side, because I came from a poor family, right? It's like, hmm, fame hall cannot really pay the bills unless I can convert that into jobs. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I never wanted to be famous. And that's also why I took on two to three jobs a day compared mm. to people who might reject more jobs. Mm. Yeah. I took it because in my head, it's like, hmm, famous, no use. Only when convert to kaching, yeah. then it's got used, and then I'm a valuable person. Mm. If not, I'm just famous and like useless. Mm. Right. Mm. Wow. Okay. So a lot of unhealthy thought <laughs> mindsets, lah. Mindsets mm. at that time. Yes. Yeah. So Becky was asking you, what were you hungry for, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you were hungry for fame or reputation, Apart from food. recognition, right? <laughs> mm. Now my next question is, what are you starving for now? What am I starving for? Yeah. Hey, I'm always starving. Hey, hey, food, ah, food. Ah. <laughs> Should we do a food episode? Yeah, <laughs> with maybe, <Sylvia>? yes. <laughs> what are you starving for right now? Ooh. I think that I start to recognise what is my true hunger halfway through, you know, uh, this healing work. Mm, which is? Which is... Hi guys. Hi Xiao Mouse. We hope you're enjoying this episode. I am. But because it's a very, very long one. Yes, a long and nourishing one. Yeah, we have no choice but to split it into two. Yeah, so this is the end of part one. So in two weeks time, you're going to hear part two. See you. See you. Bye. Bye.